I want you to take a look at your life and think about the larger challenges you faced and have had to overcome. What were those for you? How did you get through them? How did each of them shape you into who you are now? I love sharing overcomer stories because as we listen in, we can all relate in some way. And as I listen to these butt kickers, it gives me hope that when I'm faced with challenges, I can lean into my faith and press through too. My guest today is no different. She's faced the battle of breast cancer and the struggle of striving for perfection in fitness. And through those experiences, she has come out stronger and was inspired to start her own business to help other women in their faith, fitness, and mindset journeys. Kelly Tyen is a master transformation coach for women in faith, fitness, and mindset. She's a four-time national bikini champion, breast cancer survivor, podcast host of her show, Addicted to the Climb, author of her new book, also called Addicted to the Climb, and proud wife and mother of her two children. Kelly's passion to transform one woman's life a day has been ongoing from the start. She believes that having a strong faith can lead to a strong mind and body. She also knows that the success lies in numbers and being part of a strong community can be the key. Kelly is continuously committed to empowering women through her accountability coaching programs, and her greatest advice is to never stop climbing because every climb you take will make you stronger for the next. I'm so excited for this conversation today, so let's step into the fire with Kelly. Hey mama, welcome to Red Hot Mindset. Do you want to find yourself again outside of motherhood and clarify your God-given goals? Do you find yourself up late at night wondering how to find simple systems to keep you on track? Do you wake up with big ambitious goals only to feel guilty prioritizing your interests over others' needs? Hey, I'm Gabe. I too was a busy working mom who lost herself to motherhood. I sacrificed my own dreams to take care of my kids. I was pulled in a thousand directions with too many to-dos piling up. I desperately wanted to find a way to create simple systems so I could create a work-life balance and be present for my family. I wished I could enjoy interests of my own outside of motherhood, but I kept telling myself I didn't have what it takes, others would judge me, and that me time was selfish. Until I found out a little secret. My kids need me to be their example, and they need to see me win. Yours do too. In this podcast, you will discover how to clarify your goals, how to plan with purpose, and how to ditch your distractions and simplify your home so you can find yourself again and turn your passions into purpose. In order to have a red-hot mindset, we need to be willing to step into the fire of refinement so God can mold us into women ready to crush our goals His way. I've learned to use my interest in running to enhance my productivity and spiritual growth. I believe that life is one massive marathon and it's up to you to run your own race and to finish it well. Lace up those running shoes and step into the fire with me because I know you will come out stronger. Hey Kelly, thanks so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to have this conversation. Me too. I'm so excited and I love how we met because we were both in this podcasting group, um, not on Facebook, a different group, and just kind of met through there. Uh, talking about different podcasts, listen to each other's podcasts. We're like, oh my goodness, we are so alike and we need to meet and become friends. And I just thought that it was so cool to be able to connect instantly like that. And that's one of the reasons that I love what I do. I love making these connections and getting to know other people and getting to know people from all over the world and not just where I live. And so before we get started, I'd just love for you to share just a little bit about yourself. Let us know what you'd like us to know so we can get to know you better as we dive in. Great. So 
I really, I grew up, I'll tell you a little bit about my background. I grew up, I'm an only child and I grew up with a very loving family, almost like if you were born in the 80s, 70s, like me, the Cleavers or the Beaver, whatever their names were, my mom and dad were just like, dinner was on the table at five and, you know, it was love and kisses and all that. So my upbringing was very happy and my mom always instilled happiness also in me as a child growing up, like, and believed in me. She always cheered me on as a little girl. And she also was very faith-filled. So she taught me at a young age about God, about Jesus, and that we're never alone. And I grew up with that really deep faith. Now, my mom, being who I just told you, was very happy and always had a smile on. She also had rheumatoid arthritis. So she got that when I was about, when I was born basically. And it was really awful. It, um, over the years of her life, she had 33 surgeries. She was always in the hospital, but she really always had a smile on her face. And it just taught me as I look back that we can do life with God by our side. And if we have a strong faith, we can get through anything. So that's my upbringing. I really had a strong belief in myself because of my mother. So I was really an entrepreneur from the time when I was a little girl, I was out doing the lemonade stands. And by the time I was in high school, I was doing makeup on girls for proms and charging. And then I actually started network marketing right after that got into a makeup company because I loved being on my own. Now I did go to school to be a teacher, but I really wasn't in it. I knew there was something more for me. So having that entrepreneurial spirit, I tried a lot of different things. I tried different network marketing companies. I created um, a class in college, even an exercise class. And I really took to working out. And so after college, I did go into teaching, but I decided that I just wasn't happy. I wasn't being fulfilled in that spot. And I had a couple of friends opening a gym. So they said, I said, can I start a women's boot camp? Because that's just me. I like jumping into things, trying things out, seeing if it will work. And I loved working out. I didn't really know what I was doing so much. I just went to the gym and did what I thought was the right thing. And I felt good. So, and I didn't eat good at all. And we can talk about that too, but I was working out. I loved it. So I really um, was excited about getting some women together and starting a boot camp class. And of course I needed to get certified in something because I couldn't just do that without any knowledge of what I was doing. So I went into CrossFit. They were opening up a CrossFit gym and I went and got CrossFit certified. And as much as I loved it, I started the women's boot camp, but I didn't love the CrossFit aspect of it. I knew women needed to work out a little differently, or at least I did. So I changed it. I made it my own. I called it Kelly's Boot Camp for Women. I started with 12 women in my class just to see where it would go. And it really evolved from there. That was the beginning of my whole fitness career, which was in 2008. And in the meantime, two months before I opened the doors to this boot camp, Gabe, I got the diagnosis that I had mm-hmm. breast cancer. So I don't know if you want me to change over into that part of it, but 
it happens at that time. And as scary as it was, um, you know, I can dig into that if you want me to keep going on that part of it or the boot camp. Which yeah, way do you want? Let's talk about um, your diagnosis of breast cancer because I know it put you on this healing journey and on this faith journey. And I'd mm -hmm. love to hear what was your experience with it? What was it like getting that diagnosis, especially after being such a fit, like so into fitness and so into helping others with their fitness? And what, what did it do to you even mindset wise? Oh, it was such a ride because like you said, I was gearing up in my fitness. I thought I was healthy, as healthy as I could be. And when I really got that phone call, I was like, oh my God, are you talking to me? Like Kelly, the girl who works out all the time, I'm starting a boot camp. I mean, here I am, I'm ready to serve women in the healthiest way I can. You're telling me I'm sick, I have cancer. So it really stopped me dead in my tracks. And it was hard. It really was. I had my cry, my family, we had family meeting about it. But I knew in the back of my mind, as I gave you the background of my mom bringing me up in faith, I knew I had to lean hard on my faith because I was, I felt myself starting to crumble and I didn't want to crumble. And I didn't, I wanted to be the strong woman that my mother showed me she is and that I could be in, in, I wanted to be strong for the women that were coming to my class. And I wanted to show them, even my own children and family, that I'm going to do this. I'm going to bet on myself. I'm not going to give in to this disease. I'm going to show up. I'm going to keep moving forward. And I'm going to battle this no matter what I face. Whatever they tell me I have to do, I'm going to do. But I'm going to keep my faith strong. And I'm just going to keep moving forward. And that's what I told myself over and over and over. And of course, you asked me about my mindset. It did affect my mindset because I was like, what, what have I been doing wrong? Why me? Why, you know, what is wrong with me? Um, you know, am I, is this the life? Did I do something awful in my life to get this diagnosis? You know, your brain starts going in places where it can get a little dark but I had to really pull myself out of that again. And I did with my faith, leaning into prayer and just asking God to help me with my mindset that God is going to bless me. I'm going to walk with him through the journey. I'm not going to give up on myself. I'm not going to give up on what I wanted to start, which was the boot camp. And I'm going to keep showing up. And that's really all I could do. And that's all I did. So I walked through that. I started the boot camp. I showed up every morning. I got up at 4.30 in the morning, even though I was tired and I didn't feel like, but I really learned by doing that, God can really take your struggles and turn them into strengths. We hear that all the time, right? Mm -hmm. we, sometimes when we go through struggles, it can really become a strength. And that's what it became for me. So mm -hmm. that was a little bit about the... So good. So good. And that's kind of what my next book is going to be about. It's at the editors at this point, we're almost done with it. And it's about taking those trials and turning them into sweet comebacks. Mm -hmm. um, granted in the journey, it's not easy. It's not. And, and God didn't say that life was going to be easy. You know, it's not, you become a believer and all of a sudden life just magically becomes this rainbow and pretty things and all things good. Um, we still are going to get tested. We're still going to have these trials that we need to overcome. And as I'm listening to you, I'm thinking, oh man, I have so many questions, but I'm thinking, how did this affect your family as well? 
And what what was the journey process time-wise? Like how long did you battle this before you went into remission? So it was about four, I had radiation every single day for about three months. I honestly try to block it out of my head now. <laughs> I don't like to think about it. I have been cancer-free for 11 years. So, but the journey, you know, it started right before Thanksgiving. I had surgery, then I had, so the treatments itself were about six months. And I did have to battle every day. I had to wake up and say, oh, I have to do this. I can't believe this happened. I had to fight those negative thoughts that kept trying to come in, tear me down, make me stay in bed, or even just cause me to cry. But I used exercise as a way for me to just break out of that. I really chose movement because I knew I felt better when I did it. And being around surrounding myself with other women also kept me going as much as I was the teacher in the class they kept me accountable so it was a win-win situation for me to get through the journey of going for the treatments and then going on medicine because then after I had breast cancer I was on medicine for five or six years which made you very tired so it was a struggle but Again, the community, you said in the beginning with my bio, the community is key for me always because when you're surrounded by people that can lift you higher and you're showing up for each other, it really can move you forward. So that's what I relied on through that whole thing. So important, especially as women, because a lot of times we try and do things alone or, or go through battle things alone. And that community really is key because we'll find that we aren't alone. There are everyone's struggling with something. And when we open up, other people are willing to open up too and be supportive and be encouraging. And um, God gave us community for a reason. It's mm -hmm. so that we could have that, you know, and, and like, I love that you have that in your um, message and in your mission is that the community is key and it got you through your tough times. Absolutely. And I, and like you said, sometimes we, as moms and wives and mothers, you know, we try to do things alone and I used to do it that way. And I have wasted so much time, Gabe, because even in my business, I, when I do things alone, I don't get anywhere. When I get a coach, when I call someone, when I get involved, when I find a tribe, it is amazing how much more forward you can go, the development that happens, the, the growth that takes place when you surround yourself with people that raise you up and lift you up. And I love talking about that because it really does matter. It can change everything for you. I mean, even going through breast cancer, if you're someone right now that's going through it or you just got a diagnosis, I'm telling you, don't do it alone. Lean into someone else find a community, even on Facebook, there's groups there that you can just tap into because we, no one succeeds alone and we shouldn't suffer alone. And that's not what God wants either. He wants us to find people that can help us get through or somebody that's a few steps ahead that can say, Hey, I've been in your shoes. I've walked that way. I can help you. I can give you advice. Let's do this together. So it's so important. And again, I learned the hard way because I used to try to do everything by myself. Nope, I got this. And it just doesn't work. I know for me, it didn't. I don't know about you, but it's harder. 
Oh yeah. It doesn't work for me either. And I know uh, my listeners are used to me talking about that because it's true. I used to try and do it all on my own. And that's one of my big things. Don't do it alone. I would say, don't mom alone. So, um, yeah. you know, and, and you had the boot camp the whole time and it was kind of an outlet for you. You got to teach and do what you love and you got the support that you needed. So what, what came of that? And when did you decide you wanted to transition into your own business? Was, was it a motivation from your experience? So the boot camp was my business. I rented space at the gym. So I, you know, at first I got the CrossFit certification and I was really doing CrossFit coaching, but then I really made it my own. And um, I started just doing classes. From there, I learned, well, women are working out, but they're still not losing the weight they want. So I have to do something different. So I went to nutrition school. I went to integrative nutrition school to learn and get certified as a whole health coach. And I loved it. It really dove deep into whole health and holistic health and natural things that we can do to lose weight in the God made foods that are here for us to lose weight and feel good every day. So I really started learning about that through my um, certification. I started doing nutrition plans for the, these women because I really wanted women to feel whole health, not just go to the gym and work out, go home and eat a bag of Doritos, you know, and say, Kelly, why aren't I losing weight? I wanted to help them and really get into their mindset. And that was next mindset, I noticed they were still say, picking themselves apart, just like I was. And I hated it. And so I, my focus now, if you speed up, is really does all start with mindset in getting rid of negative, nasty thoughts that try to pick our bodies apart, tell us we're not good enough, you know, all that nasty stuff that happens in our heads. Um, so I focus on mindset first, then nutrition, then the working out. And that's how my business really evolved. And my brand about that's what addicted to the climb is all about. It's about staying on the climb and not giving up on yourself because you had a bad day. We're all going to have a bad day. We go off the rails. We might have had too much to drink or too many, too much sugar, but it's okay. Get back on the climb and just keep moving forward because it really all comes down to setting yourself up with consistency when it comes to getting healthy and in it that takes time that really takes time mhm mm yeah you're so right and mindset is in everything i feel like you really have to work that mindset daily and and really feed what what are you thinking what are you saying what are these things um, because it will set you up for either success or failure. And I know that for you, mindset is a huge thing. And I'd love to talk a little bit about how do we overcome these negative mindsets that we have to get onto that track so we can continue on that climb. What are some key steps or ways that we can do this? So I have a good one because I really suffered a lot with my own mindset. So during my boot camp years, going through breast cancer and other things in my life, um, I also was a, comp a competitor in fitness. And so being a competitor, if you're familiar with that, you diet down, you have a coach, you're on a real strict regimen and track for 12 to 16 weeks until you're stage ready. Then you get in a small teeny weeny bikini 
but it's not even about that. It's about the journey that you go on, but it's really trying on your mind and your body. And when you get to stage day, you're water depleted. You're the smallest you're going to ever be because the minute you walk off stage, you're not that as small again. And it really played tricks on my mind. So I suffered with a lot of negative thinking coming from that. As great of an experience comp competing was, I still had the other side of it where after I competed and got off stage two weeks later, I'm eating things that weren't as clean and I gained 12 pounds really fast. Salt affected my body. I blew up. So I found myself ripping myself apart constantly. Like, look at my legs, look at my arms. I don't look like I did on stage. And it was really starting to really tear me apart. And I really had to go to prayer for it, of course. And I didn't want to continue living like that. I'm like, what am I doing? I hate this. I'm talking to myself awful. So I created a hashtag. It's called Revenge Mine. And it's really just, remember that show the Kardashian sister did? It was called Revenge Body. I don't know if you ever okay. saw it. I never saw it, but yeah. It triggered, it tr one day I was, I had it, it was on TV and I was walk, walked by or whatever and I was interested. I'm like, Revenge Body, where people take revenge on someone and get real in really good shape, whether it's an ex-boyfriend or, you know, coming out of a divorce, they want to like have revenge on that person. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to take revenge on my own mind in my own thoughts. So I started hashtagging revenge mine. And when nasty thoughts would come in, I would scream. I would like say them out loud, like, stop, I'm not dealing with you today. And just really take revenge on these thoughts. So I started telling my clients to do this. And it honestly really has helped in so many ways because we all go through negative thinking. I mean, how many thoughts do we have a day? 60% of them are negative. So we have to actually take action when it comes to them or else they're going to eat us away. You know, they're going to, you're going to keep playing that tape over and over until you take action to make them stop. So the revenge mind hashtag, feel free to use it and it does work. And um, I say it all the time. I take revenge on these thoughts now because they still come in. They still bother me, but we have to take action to make them stop. Right. Mm hmm. Yeah, so true. Revenge mind. I'm going to remember that for a hashtag. If I, I'm not, a, I'm not very good at hashtags, but I love it. I'll even just write it down so I can see it and go, yeah, that's right. I need to revenge my mind. Yes. Because um, that's something that I think about too, is um, even going to the scriptures and saying, okay, what do I do with these thoughts and what thoughts should I keep and what should I not? Because I think about um, us being a, having a bouncer at the door of our mind and really, um, thinking, okay, is this true? Is it lovely? Is it um, praiseworthy? You know, should we be thinking about these things? Then yes, I'll keep it. And if not, I'm going to throw it out, you know, or do my best to throw it out, right? And so um, it's, it, it's important to take captive what we are doing, like think about it and give or take it, say yes or no, because um, negative thoughts, most of those, unless they're like, stay away, like safety type of thoughts, like, they're not coming from God. No, nope. you know, they are, they are lies. And I just talked about that on a podcast about stuff. People, um, you know, the verse it's Galatians five, seven through eight. And it says you were running a good race who cut in on you and kept you from obeying the truth. 
Mm-hmm. And that's that's what negative thoughts do. They come in on us and they try and put up this wall mm-hmm. or put something in our way of doing right. what we are called to do, mm-hmm. of doing what is good and right and true. Right. And so I love that. It, and they do. They rob us of our joy half the time. And you know, mm-hmm. when you're trying, you're going for a goal or doing something, and then you hear those little voices, you can't do that. You're not good enough. You have to really focus on God's word that yes, we can. He built us. We're made for more. We, we we need to believe bigger all the time about ourselves. You know, I find that a lot of us women, if you're a mom especially, we're cheerleaders for our kids, right? Like you can do it, honey, and you're great. And we're, you know, we praise them and try to uplift our children, but yet we don't do it to ourselves. And we lose that. And I think it's, if you don't focus on it, talking to yourself in a positive way, feeding your mind with positive things, we can, we can lose all that and it, we can be, find ourselves in a pity party and not succeeding where we want to succeed or failing or not moving forward and getting past the obstacle, right? So mm-hmm. it's really a conscious effort we have to put in every single day when we wake up in the morning, whether it's saying, three affirmations. I know people talk about it all the time, but those things actually work. When I started doing, you know, I am strong. I am courageous. I'm happy. I I had those three affirmations for so long. And I would say them over and over and over because there's time when I don't feel courageous. There's times when I'm not happy, but then I tell myself I am and you can change the whole day. And it's so matters the way you talk to yourself. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it does. Because, um, I actually, one of the first self-development books I read was called what to say when you talk to yourself by Shad Helmstetter. And it changed the derogatory of my, the path I was on, because at that point, um, and we talked about this on your podcast, I was going through a deep depression and I didn't know how to battle it on my own, but, um, but overcoming that because I, as women, we are so dang hard on ourselves all the time. We do not ever think that, you know, we're worthy enough or, you know, and I always say we're not without God. He makes us those things. But mm-hmm. then we have to remember, lean in on him then, you know, right? When we're, when we're getting down on ourselves, lean in on him. But, um, but how we talk to ourselves, just changing the words that we say matters. Mm-hmm. And if you think about the fact that we were made unique by God and he made us, it's, we're his creations. What in the world are we talking about ourselves the way we are? Because we are his, right? Mm-hmm. And so if you think about it, just sit with that and it, right. it changes your whole perspective. It does. And we're all going to go through struggles. We all go through things. I mean, that's what even my book's about, Addicted to the Climb. It's 30 stories, short, very short stories I wrote, but 30 struggles that I went through that, you know, it's a mindset. You have to get into prayer and know that God created you, like you said, uniquely, and you're made for to do great things no matter what. You just got to keep showing up for yourself. Keep moving forward. I can't stress that enough because if you're not moving forward, you're moving backward in anything and in all your situations. And if you want to get on a climb and stay climbing and get in a new mindset and be healthier in your body and in your mind then no matter what you're going through, you got to know that through your struggle, God can turn it into a strength because one day 
He wants you to turn around and say, God got me through that. And that can be your story. And that can be a story you can share with other people that can help them get through what they're going through. So it is, it all wraps up together. And mindset is number one, but staying true to yourself, staying in the word, all those things that the more you feed your mind with goodness and God's word and prayer and people that are on that same page, the growth and the, you will flourish and you will get through anything you're faced with. I know Mm -hmm. that firsthand. Amen. Amen. <laughs> so, and I love how you say there's always going to be another mountain to climb. It is how you decide to take the first step. And I know that's a part of your book. And so what inspired you to write Addicted to the Climb? Well, it really was just everything that I've been through in the coaching I've done with women over the years, hearing their stories. I just wanted to put mine to paper so I can give people hope and courage and strength that if I can get through it, they can get through it because I've been through a lot. I mean, the breast cancer diagnosis, um, I had a son have hydrocephalus. I was, he was in the hospital. He almost didn't make it. You know, my mom's passing. I was an only child. As I told you, my dad had a rare blood cancer. I mean, it's just been a lot. And I just know that when I keep on climbing, I'm not going to sink. I I don't, I don't want to stay in the pity party because there's nothing there for us. There's nothing. It's gloom and doom and nobody wants to live like that. So my stories in my book is all about helping people just really know that we all go through things. We're all going through similar things. It's how we handle those things, but God will make a way for you. If you just lean on him, stay addicted to the, to wanting to climb out of, you know, get climb to that next level and just trust. And that's what my book's really all about, showing you that if I can do it, you can do it. Yeah. And you've also said taking action is always the best place to start. And I completely agree with that. What what happens when we step out and take that action? Oh, so much. So much can happen because I think we get fearful. Are we going to fail? Are we going to, you know, we get afraid to take that first step because what if it doesn't work? What if it's messy? And I always say, and I learned this from someone else, it's the messy action that shows you if it's going to work or not. But until you take it, you won't know. You'll be in the same place. I have so many women that ask me even about working out. They're so afraid to just go to the gym because they're embarrassed. They don't want to, they don't know what they're doing. I'm like, just get yourself there and do something. It's the action to propel you forward. Because once you start going forward, that's when you're going to create momentum. That's when you're going to get motivated to want to go again or do that thing again. And it all stems from just taking that first step. It doesn't have to be a big step, but it has to be some kind of small step forward or else you are going to be in the same place you are one month from now, one year from now, five years from now. And who wants to do that? I know I don't. Me neither. I don't like being stuck. <laughs> no, it's not a fun place. I think you have to really be aware. Where am I right now? Where do I want to be? Or, you know, whether it's in your health, I'll just use fitness as an example. How much weight do I want to lose? Well, what am I going to do today? What's the one thing I can do today to move me forward? 
Is it adding more water? Is it not drinking four Coca-Colas? Is it, you know, choosing the salad over the, the sandwich? It's one thing you can do today. Take action, any kind of action towards that thing. And just watch what happens. If you do one thing every single day, think of that. That's seven things you did in a week. That's huge. And people get so overwhelmed with, oh, I have to lose 20 pounds and I got to cut out sugar and I got to start exercising five days a week and I have to do this. And then they get over so overwhelmed that they don't even start because it's, it's too much. So taking that one little baby step can just lead to the next baby step. And I always say, I use the alphabet, start with A, then go to B. And at one point, you're going to come to Z. <laughs> it just happens. But you got to move. You got to move. Oh, that's good. That's a great piece of advice as we get started and really get into that action mode. Um, what's, what is one of the biggest, as we wrap up, one of the biggest lessons that you have learned through your journey, if you could give one lesson? So there's a quote that I love that I actually reread this morning. So I love this. It's Zig Ziglar, and it ties into what I've learned. It says, what you get by achieving your goals is not as important as what you become by achieving your goals. So it just ties into, that's really something I've learned. I've learned that when I'm shooting for a goal, it's really about the journey and who I'm becoming and not really about the end result anymore. I don't focus on that end result. Like ladies, if you have a weight loss goal, don't focus on that one number. Yes, it's good to weigh in. No, you want to lose 20 pounds or whatever it is. But think about the woman you're going to become along that journey. Like what are you going to, what's going to happen in your life? Doesn't that excite you to think through the journey you might get stronger Physically, you might get stronger mentally because you're proving to yourself, wow, I just did that today. I just overcame that temptation in the office when everyone's eating cookies. I walked away. So all those little things that can happen, the growth that takes place, it's all about who you're becoming along the way, not even about the end result. I always say, another thing I say all the time is release the outcome to God. Let him figure that part out. You just take the ride, show up, take those action steps and watch what's going to happen in your own life and in your own mindset. It's amazing. So that's mm. my biggest advice. So good. So good. Enjoy the journey because the journey is the longest part too. Mm -hmm. So you got to enjoy it and you have, and, and we can learn through it. And I love that. Um, now I know you do a Bible study online every Monday. Do you want to share a little bit about that? Sure. I have a Faith, Fuel, and Fitness Facebook group. Try saying that fast. <laughs> and it's um, I started it about a year and a half ago, and I started doing Bible study, just a free night. It's Monday nights, 7 p.m. Eastern. If you're in that group, I post the Zoom link. We really just meet up. I do a Bible scripture. We talk about Bible pertaining things. Um, I even talk about health and how God wants us to always work on ourselves um, so we can be strong in our minds and bodies. And we just share prayer requests. It's beautiful. So anybody is welcome. I love it, Kelly. And that timing, I'm like, 
it's five o'clock my time. So a lot of times I'm doing activities and stuff because I've been going, I want to come. I need a Bible study Absolutely. because that's one thing I, I really love when I, I can tell the difference because it, it goes back to that community piece mm-hmm. of having that community and a faith-fueled community. Exactly. Yes. Locking arms with other women that are believers and can just fuel you up in your faith. It's, it's amazing. I used to dread Mondays and now I'm like, Mondays are the best nights of the week because we start together and it's just such a beautiful night to just pray and lift each other up. And it's, it's having God right there as the center and the CEO of our lives to get us started for the week. It's no other place to be. Mm, so good. Now, if my listeners want to connect with you, they can go find the Faith Fuel and Fitness Facebook group. But um, where else can they find you? I'm a, I'm really on Facebook a lot. I'm on Instagram too. I just have a big community on Facebook and both platforms. It's just my name, Kelly Tyan, K-E-L-L-E-Y-T-Y-A-N. And they, that's my website as well. Awesome. And we'll definitely link those in the show notes. We'll link Addicted to the Climb too, so people can find it. I'm excited to dive into your stories because I love the stories you shared today and the fact that you have been able to overcome them and now empowering other women to do the same thing. And that's powerful. I just, I love when we can tell our stories because stories are so important. So important. And I want to say, if you're going through something, I always say this, At first, it might break you, but then it will build you for bigger and better things. So always remember that it might, you might feel broken right now, but just know that you will become whole and God is going to make a way in, and it's just such a good feeling to know that if you trust him. Mm, You might be feeling broken right now, but you will be built up in the process. At first it broke me, then it built me. That's so good. Yep. Oh, that is a great point for us to end. Kelly, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your insight into all things faith, fitness, and mindset. And I'm excited. I'm addicted to the climb. So I'm excited to be on the journey with you to keep taking those little baby steps, going from A to Z to get where God calls us to be. So thank you for being here. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for joining me today. I had a great time and I hope you did too. Before we go though, make sure you follow the podcast on your favorite listening platform if you haven't already. If you resonate with this episode, please consider leaving a review on iTunes as it's one of the biggest compliments you could give me. If you have any friends or family whom you think would enjoy this podcast, be sure to share it with them. Also, if you're not a part of our free Simplicity and Motherhood online community, consider joining us. It's a community built to provide support, mindset, and encouragement as you develop your giftings, live intentionally, and go after your biggest goals, God's way. Head on over to redhotmindset.com for more resources and to find the link to join the community. I hope you step into the fire with me each and every episode because I know you will come out stronger. In all things I pray, you just run your race. I believe in you.